Welcome to Idaho Speakeasy. We're on a mission to uncover the stories of Idaho's finest entrepreneurs, community leaders, local icons, and those impacting our community. I'm Mike Turner. Today at the Speakeasy, we have Carly DeLuca with the Jaden DeLuca Foundation. Carly is here to tell us all about it. Welcome to the Speakeasy. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so Carly, I, we just got to see you live at the Impact Club. I uh-huh. got to hear your story, and um, I was, it's it's such an amazing story, and I want to, an impactful one, I want to uh, maybe maybe just start with that, right? Can okay. I tell people, like, um, what the Jaden DeLuca Foundation is, if they haven't heard of it, and then kind of like, this kind of story behind sure. how it came sure. together. Sure, yeah. Okay. So, um, the Jaden DeLuca Foundation started about 10 years ago. Uh, my husband, Jeremy, and I started it in the memory of a daughter that we had that passed away. She was born with um, a severe heart condition. It was known as a single ventricle. So basically it means that she had three chambers in her heart instead of four chambers in her heart. Um, when she passed away, you know, kind of one of two things generally happens. I think when you're in a situation like that with, you know, the loss of a loved one is you can either go to a place that's very, very dark or you go to a place where you, you make a difference. And my husband and I both kind of decided that she deserved for us to, to do something and do something positive and to make her passing the, a a good thing or a a positive thing, I guess. Uh, And so we, we started this foundation, we started it after her. And so now we raise um, money. We help to donate to different research projects. We help to donate to treatment centers. We help to donate towards, Um, you know, different ways to diagnose the disease and are really looking to get involved with the families of people that are are currently going through this um, and, you know, help just in any way that we can, whether it's a sounding board or whether it is, you know, like take your kid here or do this or do that. So, Right. I think I remember part of your story was that really hit me was when uh, after she passed, Mm -hmm. how you were, there was a uh, some sort of foundation or something in her name yeah. that people were uh, had an opportunity to uh, donate to, yeah. And how you got so fixated on watching that because it, it was, yeah, cause <laughs> how it made you feel. And yeah, my my brother, uh, my brother in law Ryan, actually, after she passed away, he went on to the American Heart Association website. At this time, the foundation obviously didn't exist, and he set up just a an, an in memory page and shot the link out to you know contacts that he had and and that jeremy had and a a lot of people instead of you know doing flowers or doing things like that they started donating to this page and it was unreal to watch the amounts of money come in and i found myself completely fixated on it and i would check it every 10 minutes or every two minutes and i was just refreshing it and refreshing it and money was just jumping and jumping and jumping and we hit the $100,000 mark in a week. Wow. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was kind of when we were really like, this is, this is what we can do. You know, like just to know and all of that money, you know, went to the American Heart Association to help their projects and things like that that they were doing. And we okay. were like, we can do this. We can do, we can do this on our own and we can continue to do this. And so that's kind of, that was our, you know, that was kind of our inspiration. Great. And, um, and so how would you describe your, uh, your foundation, um, or 
Um, how does it differ from the American Heart Association as far as your missions and what you're trying to do? Well, um, we, we do work in conjunction with the American Heart Association, but okay. we specifically are aimed at children, okay. whereas they are more so, not more so, but they are also, um, they do a lot with adults and a lot with um, stroke as well okay. as to where, you know, we are definitely more specified in, in children's and in pediatric and in, you know, these conditions that these children are born with, um, as opposed to, I mean, a, you know, adults that can, you can bring heart disease upon yourself and, and things like that. So we, we just really want to focus on the children's side. And when we do work with the, the American Heart Association, we do designate, we do designate, um, all of our, all of our dollars to go to their pediatric programs. Okay. And um, how long has it, have you been doing the Jaden DeLuca Foundation? We were technically became a foundation in 2008. And so it's been 11, 11 years now. Okay. 10 and, years. And uh, um, how, how big of a problem is these heart conditions with kids? I mean, how common is it? Yeah, so um, heart disease is actually the number one birth defect in all of America. And a lot really? of people don't know that. Yeah, yeah I would never have guessed that. It's over anything else. Um, it's about one in 110 children is what they have the statistics at as of right now. With different severities. Yes, with different yeah. severities. And it can be anything from, you know, a lot of children are born and they have a hole in their heart. And, you know, it just it's as simple as going in and closing that. Or sometimes, you know, the hole will close by itself. But there, there are definitely all levels of severities. But it's about one in 110 and so, I mean, if you think about even an elementary school that has, you know, four or 500 kids, you know, yeah. there's going to be right. four or five kids there that, that have these. And, and you don't know it in a lot of these children just by looking at them because they don't physically look any different. They look like every other, every other kid. Um, but it is, it is actually, um, the, the awareness of it is is actually very very low yeah. and the people that know that and i think a lot of that does come from the fact that when you simply look at them you can't tell that you know that they have anything going on hmm. wow and wh what did uh what did jaden suffer from so jaden had uh what was known as a single ventricle so when her heart developed instead of developing all four chambers of the heart only three of them developed um she was missing her left ventricle um, along with any heart condition, when, when something develops incorrectly in the body, um, especially with the heart, it can lead to so many other side effects. So many of these kids that do have these heart, you know, these heart disease, um, they also have so many other things that are going on. Jaden had complications of, she had no spleen, her intestines developed backwards, um, she had pulmonary hypertension, which was, um, you know, basically it's the, the closing down and the narrowing of her veins. Um, and a lot of kids have things like that. A lot of them end up with, um, some sort of eating disorder. Some of them can't swallow. Some of them can't breathe. Right. Like there's a whole list of just different side effects that come, come with this. And for each kid, it's almost like they just go through and kind of pull different, you know, com other complications off of this list. And so every kid is different. Mm. What is, what is happening in the world of research as far as, and I know like the, we talked about the American Heart Association mm -hmm. and a lot of your funds kind of, it sounds like you're partnering with them quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, what's the outlook or what, what are you seeing or hearing from your? Well, the majority of the research that we, that we deal with, we actually work with um, Children's Colorado. 
okay. um, hospital there. It's a university hospital, and they are top in the nation with their research. So we've gone and made several visits over to them, and we fund a bunch of their projects. They are developing different projects now, even so um, projects that can help kids currently, kids that have things in the area of treatment and diagnosis as far as they're creating tests now that are much more less um, much less invasive. Um, a lot of the tests that they do on these kids, kids have to be sedated. They have to go under. It's a full day in the hospital for the family or it's, you know, even an overnight visit. Um, and the things that they're coming up with now, they're finding different ways to test and they're testing through um, other mechanisms that they can create much, you know, a much simpler test and a much easier time on these kids. You have to remember that a lot of these kids are going into the doctors, you know, once a week or twice a month or things like that. And a lot of them are little and they're scared and they hate being there. And it's traumatizing to the families to have to go in and the kid knows something's going to happen. They're going to poke me. They're going to pinch me. And to be a parent and have that happening to your child and knowing, well, I'm, I'm doing it for your good, but you can't explain it to them. So even being able to just say, hey, we're just going to put this, you know, this one little ultrasound monitor on you. That's all like we're no IVs, no shots, you know, things like that. In that in those kids worlds, it is huge. Sure. Um, they're also working on different projects that are, you know, these are are still maybe 10 years away from actually being to fruition and being able to to do. But they are finding ways now to to find certain genes, even when the baby's in utero, they can go and they can test different genes and even get so small down into where like, oh, there's the troubled gene or there's the, oh. you know, here's, here's the defect and we're going to, we're going to pull that out and we're going to replace it with, you know, DNA that's not compromised. Right. And so in a lot of those ways, you know, they can, they can stop or they can, you know, hopefully make it so that this, this actually does go away. Right. Wow. And, and it, you're right. Cause, uh, I mean, um, for, I have two healthy, you know, young girls and, but a couple times they have been in the hospital and you do feel so helpless and I, I can't, the, the, the family's dealing with these things. It's unimaginable because mm -hmm. right? it must be so hard. And, yeah. um, and, and I, I understand what you're, you're talking about of how this, uh, if you can minimize the, the impact of each mm -hmm. hospital visit, that is huge, right? Yeah. So they're so dramatic on everybody. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's exhausting <laughs> yeah. for everybody. Wow. Um, okay. And so as you've started, so you started this foundation in 2008 mm -hmm. and now it's 2018. Right. What have you learned along this journey so far about this endeavor? And I know as you look back on this last 10 years, what's, what comes to mind? Oh man. <laughs> um, well for me personally, just a lot of Pride. I'm, I'm very proud in what we have done. Um, I think that we have managed to give Jaden a voice and to give her, um, you know, show everybody that, you know, good things can come out of bad things. Um, for me, I think the biggest thing is to watch the impact of what we're doing on other people. You know, it obviously started from a very personal place and it kind of even started as something to do because I had no idea what else to do. Sure. Um, you know, and to see that it's gone from, you know, us doing it just, just for her and to see that now it really is touching and helping hundreds of kids and potentially thousands of kids. Um, to me, I think that's, 
probably the coolest thing to watch the story evolve over the years into, you know, from one to that many and to know that like you had a part in that and mm. just to see the growth of it, I think yeah. for me is probably the biggest like wow factor of it. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, so let's talk about the, uh, the challenges you faced, you sure. know, like, cause you know, as, um, anybody going through starting a charitable mm -hmm. organization and then trying to raise money and there's so many, there's so many charities in town, yeah. right? So it's yeah. like, it's hard. It's, 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 hard. it's, it's, it's not a difficult, it's very difficult. Um, and, um, what have you found in your biggest challenges as you've been pushing forth on this mission? Um, I think just, just that there are so many amazing charities out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the ones that we heard last night, just absolutely amazing. And every cause is a worthwhile cause and every charity has been started for some sort of worthwhile reason. Yeah. And so to go and to say, Oh, mine's better than theirs or theirs is, you know, we, we don't do that. Um, it's, it's hard, you know, and, and people are constantly being yeah. touched by yeah. these yeah. charities and, you know, people can only do so much. Um, we've gotten to be in a pretty good place as to where, you know, the, the charities that we started with, or I'm sorry, the companies that we started with have stuck with us along the way. So that's great. But trying to maintain relationships and mostly trying to get yourself into new relationships because all of those other people are committed to their other charities too. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's, you know, it would never be our goal to, to take money away or business away from those other charities. Cause they're just as worthwhile as we are and, yeah. and everything, but getting the word out, getting your name out, mm -hmm. um, getting outside of your initial circle. Um, you know, it's easy to start up in the beginning because people know your story or, you know, they had heard, Oh, we heard that they lost their daughter. And so we're going to do this extra right now and, mm -hmm. and everything. So just maintaining it all, but mostly yeah. new, new relationships, new, new dollars. And, and on that line, what advice would you might give somebody who's in a situation where they're starting their own foundation, um, about w maybe things that you would, what advice would you give them as far as what, what worked well for you? Yeah, I would say, I mean, obviously you, you can't give up. Um, yeah. I, it's hard in yeah. the beginning and you, I feel like if you go into it expecting that it's going to be hard. Um, I do feel like one of the biggest things that we have is passion. Um, and I think that, like I said, you don't start a cause or start a nonprofit if you don't have that passion. And so it's hard and it's frustrating, but if you have that passion, people do see it and people want to help, you know, and some people, I think that's, what's great about your club is people want to help and they don't know where they don't know where to help or who to help or how to help. And so it's great that you bring all these people together with these amazing intentions and you introduce them to people and you say, Hey, you can help here or you can help here or you can help here. Mm -hmm. And those people are so touched, um, you know, even just to get their, their name in front of all these other people. Um, so I just think, you know, it's, it's hard, but I, you know, my, I guess my biggest advice would just be like, don't, don't give up. Like, remember why you started yeah, and just keep going. Yeah. Well, um, and I think that's the, a key to so many things, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But, um, Life. if you have passion about it, um, <laughs> I think that, that is true because I yeah. think when you're trying to tell your story and get your story out there, um, it's, uh, when that passion comes across yeah. and so, and, um, I think it moves people and, and so 
I get to uh, speak with a lot of different uh, charitable founders, and um, it seems like one recipe for success is is that if they're able to have the opportunity to commu- you know not just to communicate with people, mm-hmm. but how they communicate. Are they getting that that story out and why they're doing this and how it can impact? And so, anyway, um, it was really fun to hear you know to experience. Um, your stories and others, you know, when uh, in that environment, mm-hmm. but because you're right, because people come up and are like, I didn't even know about that yeah. one, you know. So, um, but and so let's talk about the the the, the future for Jaden and the um, Jane DeLuca Foundation. So, where are you hoping to go with this? Like, what's the vision? You know, you've done so much in this last ten years, <laughs> and you said you got pride from that, and I think that's we great do, yeah. because you've worked, you know, your tails off to mm-hmm. do it. And so, where where do you see it going, and where do you hope it goes? Um, I mean, we definitely want to continue doing everything that we're doing and then more. Um, Certain programs that we have in place, I would definitely like to see some of them grow. Um, Obviously, for us, our biggest, biggest goal is to continue to raise money in those research projects. Mm -hmm. Um, It's great to, you know, work in the treatment centers and help out in those. But at the end of the day, the research is what's going to, like, change the game. So as many projects as we can be involved in, Mm -hmm. we would love to, you know, be involved in those. Um, I think that that's, you know, the future of what, of what's going on locally. Um, one big thing that really has my heart is we have a a program called our heart heroes and it's any kid in the area. I mean, anywhere close to us that has a heart condition. Um, we want to know you, we want to help you. We want to take care of you. We want to introduce your family to other families going through. So Um, One program that we're really looking to develop more so is the Heart Heroes program. Um, We do at least one, sometimes two get-togethers every year, and we throw it out to as many people as we possibly can that that have a heart child or to anyone that knows anyone that has a heart child, and we're really looking to get these kids together. It's a great way to form a sense of community for these kids, um, for them to look around and realize, like, I'm not alone in this. There's other kids like me or you know, they get older and they have scars on their chest and they don't want people to see them. And then they get around these other heart kids and it's amazing how quickly those scars come out. Let's look at yours. Let's look at mine. And, wow. you know, they call them their zippers. Okay. And, wow. um, okay. and to see them realize that, you know, they're not alone to see the families, the parents, we invite all the parents and the siblings, like, you know, we really want to take care of all of those families. And so we bring them together and for parents to be able to actually sit down and talk to other parents and say, oh, where did you go for surgeries? Or, you know, what did you experience here or there? Oh, you have the same doctor that I have. And what about this and this and this? Wow, that that would be Um, really helpful. For them to have people to talk to and, you know, just to know, again, that you're not alone, you know. And so that's definitely one program that we are really looking to step up. And really looking to uh, to expand. It sounds and awesome. It's I love amazing. It. Yeah. It's my favorite thing in the world is just to get these these kids and these families together. It's just really really heartwarming. Um, and so, do you have um, um, any events currently scheduled coming up? Whether it's for fundraising or uh, some sort of gathering? Yeah. Sure. Um, we actually have a golf tournament that okay. is next week. So it's at Spur Wing. It's a two man golf tournament. Okay. And um, it's it's a fun one. We have you know competitive flights and non-competitive flights so anyone can participate that wants to participate um our big big fundraiser that we do is our masquerade ball and that's Uh, uh, that would be next year it would be february of next year but we're already you know planning a huge event for that so those do take a lot of prep it's 
so much work. Yes. <laughs> I did go one year and it was a lot of fun. It's a blast. So yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great, great time. All right. Well, um, for, if people want to learn more about your foundation as, uh, it's Jaden DeLuca foundation.org. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, wow. All right. Well, um, Carolee, it's been so fascinating to get you uh, in front you. of you and to hear more about your story Thank and, you. um, um, and you're right. What, I mean, the, what I've seen you guys been able to accomplish in the last 10 years, it is, it's quite astonishing. And, oh, thank um, you. uh, it's, uh, it's great that we have people like you in our community <laughs> and, you know, just off making these th kind of things happen because it takes someone with lots of passion to do amazing things. And it's obvious that you guys are very passionate and, um, and I wish you the best of luck moving forward. Thank you so much. And again, for people you want to learn more um, um, or participate in things that uh, Jaden DeLuca Foundation is doing, go to jadendelucafoundation.org. I will post information, of course, on our website, Idaho Speakeasy, and uh, also create have more details about upcoming events um, that they're up to. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks for coming in. It's Thank been, you. It's been great seeing you again. Thanks for doing Impact Club with oh, it us. That was amazing. Thank you for the experience. And uh, yes, we'll see you. We'll see you again real soon. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>